And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. And I thank you for tuning in today. Uh, if you have any questions at the end of the show, during the show, whenever you think of them, you can send those to me at askandy at l-u-i-n-c dot com. Askandy at l-u-inc dot com. I do answer those personally. I thank you for the questions I've gotten so far this year. And on today's show, what I want to do, I want to take a look at a couple of questions. Uh, one of those is what... What does it take to be considered wealthy these days in America? What does it take to be considered wealthy, rich, perhaps you might say? And what does it mean or what does it take to have enough to, quote, retire? What, what is that number? Is there a number? You know, people are always trying to put numbers to these things. And we're going to take a look at that. And then I want to look at a new way of thinking about wealth and a new way of getting to retirement and we'll we'll explore that idea and depending on how much time we've got left I've got a few case studies that I think might help you uh, work through some of these thoughts and, and maybe this let's think of it as a, as a mindset shift but let's start with that question what what is wealthy well what do you consider wealthy I know when I was growing up one million dollars that was the the number when I was a younger guy that you needed to hit to be rich one million right million that was a big number what is it these days? Well, according to Charles Schwab, and they do this uh, study annually, and they did it this year as well, their 2023 Modern Wealth Survey, you need to have 2.2. So it's no, no longer 1 million. It's, it's just a little bit over doubled. You need 2.2 million in assets. I don't say cash, but in assets to be considered wealthy, to be considered rich in, in the United States. This is based on a, a survey they've done of their, their clients and people out in, in, the, in the broader market. So 2.2 million. And they did another study on top of this, uh, Schwab that is, and they looked not, not, not at assets more broadly, but they looked specifically uh, at those people that have retirement accounts, like, you know, 401k, IRAs, that sort of thing. And they asked, how much do you need to retire? So not, not to be considered wealthy, not to be considered rich, right? But what do you need to retire? And what do you need in that account in particular is what they're, they're asking. It's a pretty big number. Again, when I was a young man, one million, that was the number. I don't know if it's retirement, wealth, whatever. But now thinking about those retirement accounts, the, the broader populace says, hey, we got to have $1.8 million in our retirement accounts, according to these respondents, in order to retire. That's a big number. Wow, <laughs> that's a really big number. How's your, how's your 401k doing? I know when I cashed mine out last year, it was nowhere near that number. And most people I've talked to are in the same boat. And so, you're, you know, don't worry about it. You're not alone. In fact, according to Vanguard, another company out there, in 2022, so this is going back a year, the average, the, the average retirement account held just $113,000. That's a far cry from 1.8 million. That's across the whole data set, the whole populace that they that they they considered. 
For those at 65, in other words, at retirement age, of course, my retirement age would have been 67 in, I think, two or three months, but at 65 years of age, we're just talking $233,000 in retirement accounts. So here you are on the doorstep of retirement if you're following the conventional wisdom path and, and what the U.S. government says is retirement age with $233,000 well, well, well below what most people would say you need these days, which is 1.8. That's a big gap. So the notion of amassing savings for retirement, creating this pile of cash, it's just not working. It's just not working. So what I want to do is step away from this notion of wealth being defined as 2.2 million in assets or 1.8 million in your retirement accounts to retire and look at a, a consider wealth in a different way. So again, the above notion that that focuses on a pile of money or maybe a pile of assets. What I want you to do, and this is a mindset shift for a lot of you is rather than think of it as a pile, Think of it as something that's more fluid, something that's moving. Think of it as a stream, an income stream specifically. And we're going to present an interesting concept to you. When we take this notion of income streams rather than piles, piles of gold where we've got income coming in, and we apply a certain mentality or certain way of thinking about those income streams themselves. I don't mean just one income stream. You probably have one income stream right now. That's your job. Or you go and you trade time for money every day. You trade some of your experience, some of your knowledge for money every day. That creates one income stream. What I'm talking about is creating many, many more. And what I'm also talking about is not creating active or earned income streams. I'm talking about passive. And this concept, I heard this first from Del Walmsley. So when I became a member at Lifestyles Unlimited and when I listened to Del Walmsley, speak on one of the concepts, and there are a lot of cool concepts that we, we teach you here at Lifestyles Unlimited. One of these was really a big mindset shift for me. It really helped me rethink things like wealth and things like cash flow, income streams, both income in as well as income out. Dell built up enough positive net cash flow from single, just single family houses. We talk about apartments on the show as well, but we're just talking right now, single family houses built up enough cash flow with passive income that he offset his bills, his monthly expenses. And he was financially free. And a light bulb had gone off, a big, 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 bright light bulb. And Dell came up with the idea of cash flow chunking. We'll just call that chunking. And that concept for me, that really brought it home. Because at the time when we became members, we, we were renting. We lived in an apartment, did not own our own home. We had, we had car, you know, one car at the time. We had animals. We had utilities. We had food bills. We had a lot of these things, a lot of these expenses, of course. It was really eye-opening to think about this notion of chunking of all the things I've learned at Lifestyles Unlimited. I think this idea, again, from, from the perspective of, of mindset shift, I think this was probably one of the most important ones for me. So let's talk about chunking just at a basic level. And I have an idea around maybe some what I'll call advanced chunking and maybe some future chunking as well. But just at its basic, you know, let's say you just think about your monthly expenses as a family. If you don't know what those are, sit down and, and figure out what those are every month. 
just at the upper level. And let's say your total is $5,000 that you're paying every month. It could be $10,000. It, it doesn't matter. But figure out what that number is. And you're going to think to yourself when you look at that number, ooh, that's a really big number. There's no way I'm going to replace that. It can, it can seem overwhelming. No way I can do it. And that's the point of chunking. You don't, you don't worry about that big overarching number. Yes, in the long run, that is our big overarching goal. We want to offset all of those expenses. But take a step back and use Dell's strategy of chunking to break down those expenses. Again, look at what Dell did. He, he first, just coincidentally, wow, I've offset my mortgage. There's a chunk. Then he went on to identify other chunks and focused on bringing in other cash flow to offset those. Focus on one expense only. So look at your total monthly figure and figure out which components are, are adding up to that aggregate number and pick one. Focus on one, one expense only, one chunk, and you will start to retire one chunk at a time. Sounds weird. <laughs> it sounds weird, but it's true. It's just an idea to help you break down that really big number into bite-sized pieces. And by focusing on just one smaller expense, it makes it more doable in your mind. It makes it easier to attain and it's easier to stay focused. That goal is much more within your reach. And in fact, if you do what I'm suggesting and sit down and look at your total, your total bill, your total monthly expenses, and then break those down, break those apart into each uh, component chunks, right? You've essentially, you've essentially created a goal list. Now the goal isn't to hit all of these in year one. The goal is not to hit all of these all at once. But you're going to find when you do this, and we did this, we did this back then. Uh, we didn't have a mortgage payment at the time, but we had an apartment bill. Now we eventually did buy a house. And then we, we assumed that mortgage payment, those property taxes, that, that insurance bill, you probably have all of those. Treat those individually, treat those as a whole, however you pay your monthly mortgage that's dependent on, on you. Electric bill, gas bill, if you have a gas uh, furnace like we do, food bill, monthly entertainment expenses if you have those. Daycare, that's a big one. You know, we... We homeschool our son now. He's with us pretty much all the time. But uh, we, we dealt with this very early on, and I know that number gets really, really big. Car payment. So choose one. Figure out what those numbers are, and then pick one. And attack it. Attack it. Choose one, and all you have to do is buy one house and start to offset those expenses with passive income, with passive cash flow, cash in, to offset that cash going out the door. Now, if you don't know how to buy a single family rental house, fix it up, all that fun stuff, we teach you how to do that at Lifestyles Unlimited. That's the how. Don't worry about that right now. Quick break, when we come back, we're gonna go a little bit further down the road and get a little more advanced as well here. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Successful Lifestyles Unlimited member retires in 10 months. 
the hardest part for me was to drop off my son, go to a job that I absolutely hated for five years, but know that that was a sacrifice that I needed to make, and then only be able to get to spend two hours with him after school before he had to go back to bed. So that's why once we started and we joined Lifestyles, we said, okay, we have a roadmap. We know what we're gonna do. And then a month later, we find out we're pregnant with baby number two, and we're like, okay, we gotta kick it up a notch. So that's how we were able to purchase four different properties and um, replace in 10 months, replace my income in 10 months so that whenever I finished maternity leave, I didn't have to go back to work. I think a, I think a couple weeks before she baby came out is when we closed on a fourplex and that was enough for her not to have to go back to work. Are you ready for your roadmap to real estate retirement? Attend the online free workshop just like Carolina did. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb. If you have any questions, send those my way. You can email me at askandy at luinc.com. And I'm talking about a topic today that I find extremely, extremely helpful when I am considering my, my household expenses, and it's called chunking. And we just described in the prior segment what that broadly looks like. And if, if you missed the earlier part of the show, if you're just now tuning in, you can go to lifestylesunlimited.com. Our shows are archived there. And I'm not the only one that will have talked about this. If you go down at the very bottom, there's a search bar. You can type in chunking and you'll find a number of other programs. There's some articles out there as well. If that's more your thing is to, to read about these topics, uh, you can read about these there. But it's an idea that Del Walmsley, who founded, he founded Lifestyles Unlimited three, three plus decades ago. Um, that he kind of hit upon when he started buying single-family houses, and I really liked the way that this makes what can otherwise be a really seemingly unattainable big, big number, which is your total monthly household expenses, it can make it seem more bite-sized. I don't need to build $5,000 or $10,000 in passive income out the door. For a lot of people, that's just not going to happen. But what I can do is consider how much am I spending every month on my electric bill or my gas bill or my total utilities, however you want to review that. Ah, well, that's a much more reasonable number. That's my goal now. I'm going to buy one house or maybe it's two houses. And in Dell's case, back 30 plus years ago, it was four houses to offset his mortgage. We're all going to be a little bit different in that, in that sense. And it's interesting as well because back then, Dell was achieving $220 per house in this in this in these initial four that he bought. Over the years, that number got much, much bigger. We've kind of returned to normal here, at least in Texas, and we're cash flowing anywhere from 200 to 300, 400 in Texas outside of the state and other markets where we buy, we see even larger numbers. So depending on your goals and what you're trying to achieve, you might look a little bit farther afield if you need a bigger cash flow number but you find those individual expenses and you attack those. those. Those become your new goals. And that can be spread over multiple years, of course. Now, you get the idea of chunking, I hope, and you'll figure it out and you'll apply it. And that's gonna, that's gonna take care of your current expenses. And what I think of, I mentioned, I use the term advanced chunking, and I, it's just something I, the way I think of it in my head. And, and what I say, when I, when I say advanced, I'm really thinking about future expenses because we don't typically just stay put with our flat 5,000 or 10,000 or whatever that monthly number is. It changes. And why does it change? Well, we have your regular expenses. We, 
you know, I just mentioned we'll, we'll be talking about a, a big vacation, big trip we just took. That, that, that may be in the books for you. Other big ticket items, automobiles, stuff like that. Uh, may, maybe you're very devoted to a particular church or charity and you want to start to really, really help out with that, uh, with that cause. Any of these things could be in your future. And you can plan for those expenses in, in, in much the same way. In fact, you don't, you maybe you don't even, you don't have the cash flow yet, but you know, you have this thing coming. You can plan for that. You can plan for that. If I think I want to buy a motorcycle, just throwing that out there. Well, maybe I go buy the house necessary to create the cash flow to allow me to buy that motorcycle and finance it in this case, right? That would be the, the case in this example. So that's advanced chunking, perhaps future cash flow chunking. And interesting story. I've, I've got to share this with you. It's a, a genius idea, a genius concept, and, and really cool story. And it, it, it really clearly demonstrates how, how Lifestyles Unlimited can help you change your thinking about money, about retirement, about cash flow in this sense. Um, and I saw this on social media. Uh, it's been a few weeks now, and I, 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 reti I retained this. I said, okay, I've got to share the story, made sure it was okay with the uh, member that posted this. They said, yeah, absolutely. And this particular member uh, joined Lifestyles not too long ago, not too long ago, a year and a half or so, but has clearly adopted a new a new and better, better mindset. And, and I'm going to try to explain this as best I can. I've never worked for the government, so I'm not privy to how a lot of the goings-on uh, with pay scales and that sort of thing work. But as they explained, this person is a is is still a federal a federal employee, um, a little bit longer along in their career. In fact, just four or five years or so to retirement. And again, I don't know what age that would be at the government, um, but they're on that track. And she wrote, I'm just going to quote. I, I printed this out. She said, "I've been pressed hard lately to about taking a promotion at work. Someone's pushing on her to take a promotion. Whoa, okay." And the interesting thing is this promotion would put this person now into the highest rank for that, that particular government uh, service. And the way that the retirement for the government is calculated, it's based on your last, your highest three years of salary. So if this person takes that promotion, bam, salary goes up. Sounds like a good thing, right? Well, what's on the reverse side of that coin? They've been pushing, pushing her to take this promotion. She's been uh, respectfully declining, it sounds like. Because along with that promotion comes what? More responsibility. Sounds like longer hours, maybe in the IT area, long weekends dealing with IT issues from what I'm reading in, in between the lines here, um, as well as becoming in a, uh, taking on a supervisorial role, more responsibility, fewer holidays, fewer, you know, shorter nights, shorter weekends. And she sat down and she calculated, okay, if I do this thing, and here we're thinking about future cash flow. If I do this thing, it's going to put me in a higher pay band. What is the, the long-term effect of this? What is that going to do for me when I retire? Get this. Going through an additional four years of added burden, added work, it's going to generate, generate an additional $150. $150 in monthly pension pay, right? Monthly retirement. And here's the cool thing. Here's the mindset shift, and I loved it when I read this. She said, you know, I thought about it. I thought about it, and I thought to myself, or, yeah, I could do that, take that promotion, all the added work, all the added loss of lifestyle, added stress, right, for the next four years. 
or I could take what I've learned at Lifestyles Unlimited and I could go out right now and buy one single family house. It's going to cash flow, not $150, but, but more, 200, 300, 400, 500, 600, depends on where. Buy that now, get that cash flow going now. And if you've been listening to the show at all and heard our message at all, you know that we don't just make our money one way with cash flow. We make our money five ways. And she said, you know what? I can get that asset into play now. Get that cash flow going now and start to make money five ways because we, we buy right, we buy at a discount just like Dell did 50 cents on the dollar. And by virtue of buying right and buying a distressed asset, we create equity. We call that equity capture. That happens in the first couple of months of ownership. I say couple of months because you're probably going in and doing some renovations to create that new market value, that higher market value relative to your purchase price, not to mention the uh, tax advantages. Now, if you don't know how to buy a single family rental house, you need to learn how to do that so that you can create the cash flow or learn how to invest in apartments. That's what we teach you at Lifestyles Unlimited. We teach you how these mindset shifts, very, very important, but we also get into the nuts and bolts of buying a house, financing a house, renovating a house, finding a renter, managing that house during the hold period, the disposition, the sale of the house. And we talk about that on the scale of apartments as well. Now, I've paid off my student loans, but we know that's a big, big, big deal out there in America right now. And to take this back to Al's show and, and take the example of, of receiving an annual bonus, maybe that's a source of, you know, let's call that windfall funds. Or, or if you read any press out there, there's a, we're expecting, and, and it will come, a big, big wealth transfer as the boomers continue to age out. <laughs> and exit the world and a lot of that wealth is transferring to the younger generations inheritance so whether it's an art whether it's a, a bonus or, or some sort of inheritance you get this windfall what do you do with that well let's just say for example you receive fifty thousand dollars from an elder relation that has passed sorry for the the passing and, and whatnot but here you now have this money and let's say you have on the other side of the uh, balance sheet you've got fifty thousand dollars in student loan debt or, or any other, it can be any other debt. Maybe, maybe it's your mortgage, your car payment, whatever, doesn't matter. But you've got this debt. You've got the 50K that came in. Should you immediately pay down that debt? Now, there are some radio personalities that would shout right now, yes, 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 get that off your balance sheet. I would say no. No, no, no. Invest. Invest that 50K. You've been making the payment on those loans, whatever that be, student loans, car payment, whatever. You've been making that. Take that 50K instead and invest that in two or three or even four houses. And now you can take that passive income and use that to maybe speed up those debt payments. Pay off that student loan debt, pay off that car payment, whatever it is. Over time, you're going to clear that debt and you will still have those two or three or four assets in your portfolio making money five ways. Pay all cash, you're just throwing that windfall down a black hole. Now, last case study, very short. Maybe you've already committed to throwing that money down the black hole. You've paid off your house. You've paid off your personal residence. Remember, your house is a liability. Even with a paid off mortgage, you still owe taxes, property taxes. You should still have insurance on it. I would. You're still going to have to make repairs. We had our AC go out earlier this year, 9, 10K later. We got a new one, right? That's a big expense. That's a liability. It never puts money into my pocket. It's always taking it out. 
Can we change that? Yes, we can. How do you do it? You look at that equity. You pull some of it out. Yeah, I know rates are still relatively high. Are you ever going to get back down to that 2.75% 30-year mortgage from a couple of years ago? Probably not. That is firmly in the rearview mirror. Even with rates where they are, look at doing a cash-out refinance to get into that equity. Now, what are you going to do? You're going to create a new mortgage with a new outbound expense. If you know how to buy single-family houses, if you know how to buy apartments or invest passively in multifamily, then you know how to create the cash flow to offset that new liability. Just put a plan into place. Put a plan into place, execute it, and put those new assets on your balance sheet. Again, making money five ways. If we go back to the start of the show, and when, I don't know however many Americans were polled by Charles Schwab, they said 2.2 million in assets is what you need to be considered wealthy. Well, this is one way to put what many people consider their biggest asset, their personal house liability, to work for you. Get that equity out and put that into true assets that are cash flowing, that are appreciating, that are building up equity, that are creating tax advantages for you. So the beauty of buying rental real estate is it's not just cash flow. We do make money five ways. But in today's conversation, it's really the cash flow that I've been focused on and that I think you need to focus on as well. Because by starting to look at your household expenses, whether it's 5K or 10K, and breaking those down into bite-size chunks, you can start to chunk your way to retirement. And you can chunk your way beyond into that future. Just like our member was considering her opportunities and options great mindset shift. If you want to learn more, go to lifestylesunlimited.com. You can listen to these radio shows there. These are archived there. Uh, you can catch Al's show as well, uh, talking about bonuses and many, many others. Uh, but be sure to click on the button that says free workshop, register and come out and hear what we do. Okay. Great way to get started thinking about chunking, thinking about goals and thinking about your financial freedom. I thank you for tuning in today. Remember, it's not the money. It's the lifestyle. You have a great day. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit LifestylesUnlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at Lifestyles lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.